Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. Hi, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Healthy Legacy. Today, I have a guest with us, and her name is Megan, and we'll be talking all about our menstrual cycle and ways we can support ourselves um, during PMS and just those hard times. So welcome, Megan. I'm so glad that you're here, and I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. Um, So I am a mom of four. I have two girls, two boys, and I have been married for like, oh my goodness, 15 years, I think. (laughs) And I am a registered nurse. I work in neuro. So anything to do with the brain and spinal cord. Um, And I'm also an online health and wellness coach. And really what my passion is, is helping women tap into the energies of their cycle and realize that they can feel good all month long and that we're deserving of feeling good all month long. Our menstrual cycle is not this curse that we've been slapped with, or, you know, we weren't a design flaw. We didn't get the short end of the stick. Like everyone believes. I believe that we were given this gift and this roadmap and this magic at our fingertips. It's just that we have not been using it the way that it was designed. We've, we've been pushing it away instead of embracing it and really using it to our advantage. Wow. You're talking about it. And I'm like, I've never heard of it from that perspective. It's always been like one of those like burden things that, yeah. oh my gosh, my cycle's coming up. I'm PMSing. It's a rough week. Everybody hide. Yeah. <laughs> like, but really like, do we believe that we were made to suffer every month? Like why? Why has that belief been something that we have all held on to and been okay with? I'm sure it's something that came back from like the way our moms were raised and, you know, grandmas were raised and just, yeah. And even like for me, I'm a Christian. And so even like in the Bible, in the Old Testament, like you were considered not clean when you had your menstrual cycle, like women were like even isolated. Mm -hmm. And so it just, I think like maybe passed on over generations and generations. And like, yeah, I've, I've been raised to believe that it's just that hard time of the month and you're just going to struggle through it. And they're just, we didn't know another way. My mom didn't know another way. I didn't know another way until like, I'm starting to come across this new information. I'm like, okay, I don't want to subscribe myself to being miserable in this time of the month. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the different, um, 
stages of our cycle. I know there's different names for it and um, how we feel during those times of the month, um, Mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally, and how we can use those times to like work with them and not against. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're all right with it, I think I'll share a little bit about how I got to oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, just, that's right. just because I think that, um, I think that stories can be so powerful mm-hmm. and there's sort of a reason why I came into this work that I believe a lot of women will be able to resonate with. And, you know, because I was like, I was like most women, I was trying to do it all, but I was really failing miserably at all the things. Um, I wore busy, like it was a badge of honor. I know you talk about that a lot on your episodes and I really just kind of prided myself on being able to do all the things on very little sleep. I loved being the most overwhelmed, exhausted, burnt out mom, because I thought that it must meant I was doing something right. And that's sort of what, you know, society tells us is that you're a good mom. If you're, if you're constantly giving and feeling depleted and your buckets full, that must mean that we're, we're doing this whole mom thing. Right. And, you know, I was just trying to keep up. I was trying to keep up being the Pinterest mom and being social and eating healthy and moving my body as much as I could. And that's really so much pressure. That's so great. much pressure. So much yeah. pressure creates so much stress for you. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that there's so many women that are stuck on that hamster wheel of just, just going, going, going and thinking that that is the way that life has to be. And for me, my sort of like, you know, wake up moment happened when I started to realize like I was so disconnected from my kids. I felt incredibly disconnected from them. I was all day long going through just checking off my to-do list and feeling exhausted. And then I would realize I didn't even really talk to my kids. Like I didn't really talk to my kids or listen to them. Like I wasn't present with them. And that was sort of the moment that made me realize like, this, this way that I'm living my life, it's not working. Like this feels terrible to have all the things that I've ever wanted to have, but I'm really not enjoying any of them because I'm constantly feeling this pressure to go and keep up with everything. And this sort of led me down some, like, you know, a path of inner work to sort of get understand that whole feeling of disconnected to my children. And what I realized through that process is that I wasn't even connected to myself. And how was I ever supposed to feel present and connected to anyone around me if if I was so disconnected to who I was and how I was feeling? And talk a little bit more about that. What do you mean by you were disconnected from yourself? Yeah. So I felt like in my parenting that I started to, and this is never easy to admit, but I started to feel almost like, do I even like my children? Like, I, of course I love them and they're here, but why am I not enjoying them the way that I thought I would when I became a parent? And it was obviously because I was just so focused on keeping up and doing all of the things, but sort of through that realization, I realized it's not that I don't like them. It's I don't like how I feel when I'm with them. Mm. And that 
immediately had a lot of weight lifted off my shoulders just from realizing that. Cause it's like, okay, I do love my children, which I knew I did, but it was, it was me. I needed to work on myself and I needed to tap into what I was actually feeling and experiencing. But because I was at this like fast paced lifestyle and doing, you know, I was, I had self-care routines, but it was just from a place of, okay, done. Oh, I did my 10 minutes of meditation done. I journaled done. And I wasn't really sinking into anything that felt good to me. And I just, I had no idea what I wanted, how I was feeling. And, and that sort of led me again, down another path of like, okay, well, how can I, how can I feel more connected to myself? I need to let go of things. I need to create more space in my life. And then how was I going to do that? Well, I stumbled upon a book called do less by Kate Northrup. I'm not sure if you've read it, but I immediately was just drawn to the title of the book, Do Less. I thought, here's my answer. Like, this is, this is how I'm going to reconnect with myself so that I can finally connect with my children. And when I picked that book up, it was just like, I felt like the answer's in here. I know that the answer's in here. And sure enough, the answer was in there. Of course, I had to do a lot more work on myself and a lot more research. But in this book, she talks, she talks a little bit about using your cycle as a roadmap and really just taking advantage of the four phases that we go through each month as women and realizing that there is a time for us to be overly productive and overly social and overly out there. But then there's also a time in the month where we should be, you know, having a little bit more downtime, a little bit more quiet time, feeling a little bit more withdrawn. And that is okay. And as soon as I discovered all of this information, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to change my life. And it did. I started implementing cycle syncing right away. And, you know, it's been a couple years, over two years now since I discovered cycle syncing and my whole world feels and looks different because just by understanding that this is really a gift that we have, it's a roadmap to be living a more effortless way and and feeling more productive, but by doing less. Yeah, I really like that feeling more productive by doing less. I know yeah. I talk a lot about with my moms that rest is productive. And I think that yes. is really hard concept for us to grasp. Even with a client, I was just talking this week and she's like, I feel like I constantly have to do stuff. I feel guilty, like watching a show and doing laundry. I feel like I'm like, I'm not as productive as I could be. I feel guilty sitting there and just reading a book. It just feels like I have to be doing something all the time. And I think part of it is the way we maybe we were brought up and what we were modeled. Part of it is the society. Mm -hmm. And part of it is just our own thoughts that push us into that, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the different cycles, uh, phases of the cycle and then how they work and what we can do. Yeah. So for some women, it will be kind of brand new information that we actually go through four different phases every single month. It was for me, I had 
no idea. I knew nothing about my cycle. I mean, I had had four children and still really knew nothing about how my body was working other than I knew there was time of the month that we bled and a time of the month where we were most fertile and we could conceive a child. Otherwise, I didn't pay any attention to it. And especially, you know, when I was done having children, my cycle really was it it meant nothing to me anymore. It was just this thing that happened. So there was no point in really learning or understanding or even tracking it. I didn't, I didn't track it. It just, you know, it was just this thing that happened every month. So realizing that there was four phases, I was like, well, that's interesting. I'm learning something in my mid thirties that I probably should have learned years ago. Um, and then, um, you know, just, I think that's really important for, for women to realize is there's more to it than just bleeding and getting pregnant. There really is magic in all four of those phases. And we are a different version of ourselves. So you're not crazy. You're not crazy. If you feel like you are different week to week, if your thoughts are different, if your level of productivity is different, your energy is different, your hunger is different, your mood, everything, it is okay. It is normal. You are a normal functioning woman and it is okay. You are not crazy. Cause I think that's what a lot of us have told ourselves is that, you know, we're hormonal and we're crazy and, you know, don't really don't listen to us. Cause, cause you know, I'm PMSing that sort of thing. So the four phases that we go through each month, the really cool thing is, is that they are very much in alignment with mother nature. So mother nature goes through four different phases. We go through four different phases and they are very much the same. So when we think of spring, um, this is actually, we go into our spring phase right when our bleed ends. So as soon as your period is over, you go into what is referred to as the follicular phase. And this is the same season as spring. So this lasts anywhere from about seven to 10 days. And it feels just like what spring feels like, right? It feels energizing. You almost feel like you're coming out of the cocoon. Everything is exciting. And you have this like renewed energy and you're, you're ready to just like take on new projects and you're feeling very optimistic. After the follicular phase, you go into your ovulatory phase, which lasts about three to five days. This is your summer phase. So it's just like summer. You are energetic. You are confident. You feel so incredible. Things come into your life very easily and effortless for you. I'm sure that the women listening can can resonate with this, just different times of the month where just things feel really good. Things feel easy. You know, you're going through your to-do list and it's like, wow, look at me. Like I'm a total rock star today. And you're feeling confident and attractive and you can just do all of the things you are most likely in your ovulatory phase when this happens to you. And this is our peak energy phase. We can do a lot in these few days. We can, you know, wake up at 5am, bust out a hit workout if we want, um, you know, get the kids up and get them to school and go work for 12 hours, come home, meet friends for dinner, and then rinse and repeat the exact same. We can do this and it feels really, really good. It won't deplete us. However, the problem is we're trying to live in that high energy phase all month long. 
And it's just a short window that we have for that. So I think when women like start three to, to five days. That, Yeah. Yeah. Now the follicular phase. So before you go into the ovulatory phase, your energy levels are still pretty good. So after your period ends, so there's sort of like those two phases that are higher energy and we we're just more optimistic and and feeling really good, just like spring and summer, right? Like you think of when spring hits, like it is now. And it's like, Oh my gosh, this feels so good. I want to do all the things. And you're just happier. That's exactly what the follicular and ovulatory phase is like. We're feeling lighter and more confident and easy breezy. And then of course we go into the luteal phase, which is just like fall. So this lasts anywhere from about 10 to 14 days. And this takes you right up until your next period starts. So it's a longer phase. And this is the phase that most women don't really like. It's an uncomfortable phase. This is where sort of our feminine energy starts to take over. So in the follicular and ovulatory phase, our masculine energy is really high. Like we're, we're doing, we're going, we're busy. And then we flip over and our feminine energy starts to take over, which most women feel a little bit more uncomfortable with because that feminine energy requires us to slow down a little bit, to take a step back, go inward, evaluate, reflect. And usually that's not what we want to do. We want to keep going and moving and doing all the things. So in the luteal phase, this is just sort of a, you know, your energy levels start out pretty good at the beginning of the luteal phase, but by that second part of it, so the week before your period, that's when you start to feel yourself kind of slowing down. It's almost like nesting before you're about to have a baby. You're just kind of getting ready for what's to come. And that is, you know, that's how we're designed. We're designed to slow down before our period and to rest a little bit, go inward. You're not going to be as social. You're not going to be feeling as magnetic and um, just, you know, I don't want to say you're not going to feel as good because you still can feel really good, but you're just going to feel like you've taken a step back, a step in, and you need a little bit more quiet time. And then of course we enter into winter, which is the menstrual phase. And this can be anywhere from say three to seven days for most women. And this is exactly like winter. We want to hunker down. We want to take as much off our plate as possible. And I know you're probably telling yourself like, but I can't, like, I can't take things off my plate. There's things that need to be done. How can I possibly rest for, you know, five days every month? But I'm telling you, you can, because when you start to take advantage of the other phases and you start to be strategic about what you're doing in those four phases, in the three phases, sorry, when you get to your menstrual phase, you're just naturally going to realize, wow, I have more space on my calendar. I was strategic in not planning events for when I'm in my menstrual phase. I'm not planning a program launch or, you know, podcast interviews or play dates with my kids or dinner parties or, um, you know, trips to the zoo, that sort of thing. So you just naturally are able to rest a little bit. Um, and then this is such a great time to reflect what's working in your life, what's not working in your life. 
the really neat thing about being in the menstrual phase is that communication between both hemispheres of our brain, they're actually working very, very powerfully together more than they are at any other time in the month. So that makes it such a great time to just really ask yourself if you're going in the right direction. Um, Are things feeling good in all areas of my life and sort of really just reflect and take that time to evaluate and think, do things need to change? Or um, is this working? Is this not working? And then of course you head back into the follicular phase, which is spring and you're ready to take action again. You're ready to start a new cycle. And so it keeps repeating, but you have these periods of you know, lots of energy and lower energy and there's pros and cons to all the four phases. And when we can start to use that as a bit of a roadmap, it's incredible what can start to change in your life. Wow. This is so eye-opening. And I really like how you like explained it as like different seasons, just like, you know, I've never heard of it explained in that way. And it just makes so much sense because when I am the days leading up to my period, like I'd say three to five days, that's the hardest time for me of the month. That's um, when I am overwhelmed a lot more easily, a lot more Mm -hmm. agitated with my kids, a lot more easily triggered. And it's like, oh my gosh, I teach this stuff. What is wrong with me? I'm doing all the things that I need to, to support myself. And I, and I do my best to kind of like not schedule much things on my schedule. Um, just because you're right. That's the time I just need to slow down. And honestly, for me personally, I don't really have cramps. Um, with my period, my the first day of my period is the one that I just feel really out of it that I need to kind of like stay home. But the mm-hmm. other days, like I actually feel pretty good. But it's yeah. those days leading to my period where I'm like, I either want to hug somebody or I want to murder somebody. Yes. I'm like on the verge of two. And it's like, like I honestly, like I feel even like terrible saying this, but like sometimes my family's existence irritates me. during that time of the month. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want my kids to remember this kind of stuff about me just because like, and and I do all these things that I know that support myself as much as I can. And I'm still struggling. Hey mama, if you are listening to this episode and you're really finding the information helpful, would you please share this with another mama friend. I know there's so many women out there that really need to hear this message and it could really benefit them and support them. So just share this episode with another mama. And also, could you leave a review for me on Apple? Reviews are so important for us podcasters. This is how we can grow our show and spread the message. Anyways, thank you so much, mama. I appreciate it. Let's talk Um, about like how can mamas really support themselves in that, I'd say more uh, that, what stage is that, that luteal, luteal stage. I feel like since the other ones, I feel like are pretty, you know, good. And like, let's talk about the PMS stage and just how can women work with it and give themselves grace because we need to do understand it is normal to feel like more easily overwhelmed because that's the way your body's designed. So how can we work with that? 
Yeah, I, I love this. I love everything that you explained about those three to five days before your period, because it's spot on. And um, the reason for that, I think after I explain this, it might make a little bit more sense. And awareness is everything. Being aware that that's how you tend to feel going into your period can alleviate a lot of self-sabotage and a lot of negative self-talk. Like what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? So the reason why we tend to feel that way leading up to our period is because estrogen gets to its lowest point right before our period. And estrogen tends to have this like masking effect on us. So it, it can like estrogen makes us feel really good. Estrogen makes us feel happy and confident and attractive and like all is well. And that's why when we're in the follicular and ovulatory phase, so the spring and summer phase right after our period, that's why we feel so good is because estrogen is higher. So we feel like that's our quote unquote normal self, right? We always think like that's, that's just our normal self. And this other part is like, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Right. But really we are normal week to week, we're just different. So estrogen makes us feel amazing and and confident and attractive, all those things. But when it's at its lowest, all of a sudden estrogen isn't there anymore to mask what we're truly feeling. So sometimes what will come up that week before our period is some uncomfortable feelings. And not that I ever want anyone to take action when they're in that moment, but take note of what is triggering you. And if it keeps triggering you month after month after month, if it's the same issue with your husband or your children or your boss or your business or something in the home, like a system in the home, if something continues to trigger you those days leading up to your period, my guess is that it's there all month long. It's just once you get into the spring and summer phase, you're like, oh, it's fine. It doesn't actually bother me that much. It's not a big deal. I can live with it. And we, we downplay it. But then we get down, we get into our luteal phase. Estrogen is not there anymore. And it's back in our face. It's, it's the reality. It's our, it's our true feelings. So take note of those things. But again, don't take action. Doesn't mean you have to go leave your husband in the luteal phase, but just take note of what is bothering you. And then when you're in the menstrual phase, that's the perfect time to reflect. Okay. What's working? What's not working last week. This was really bothering me. I wonder why. And you can usually figure things out in your menstrual phase. It's a great time to like brain dump everything out and make, make a plan but then you take action when you're in your spring phase because that's when you have the energy and the and the clarity to do it. Um, so as far as again that PMS phase, what I do want to tell women right now, and it's so important that everyone takes note of this, is PMS is not normal. It's been normalized, but it is not normal. We shouldn't have a ton of cramping, obviously some abdominal discomfort, you know, the day before the day of our period is normal, of course, because, you know, we've got a lot happening there when we start to bleed, but if you're needing to call in sick for work, or you're needing to take Advil or Tylenol or get a hot water heater on your belly to relieve the pain, that's not normal. Spotting before your period is not normal. 
our bleed should start ideally first thing in the morning and it should be bright red. It should take us by surprise if we weren't tracking, but it really should just start and end. There shouldn't be this like spotting before, spotting after. That's a sign that there's some extra estrogen left in your body that's and it's trying to kind of escape. Other things like, you know, like excruciating breasts, of course, some tenderness is normal, but not like crazy breast tenderness, Um, out of control cravings, really out of control mood swings, all of those things, they're not actually normal. They're a sign that we're not living in alignment with our cycle. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have this massive hormonal imbalance and you need to go on medication and go see a specialist. It could just mean that you need to tweak some things throughout the month to have those symptoms go away because again, they're not normal and they, they don't need to be present. And we shouldn't be, we shouldn't have this mindset of, I need to suffer once a month because I'm a woman. Well, thank you for saying that. Cause like, I just happen not to really ever have pain with menstrual cycle. It's just tender and just sore like Mm -hmm. down there, but it's not just because everything, like the hormone changes. But for me, it's more that I want to be left alone a lot more, Yeah, you know, and like, I think that's the biggest thing. And I think if I am left alone for like those few days before my cycle, I think I would be a lot more fine. But the reality is I still have to take care of the kids. I still need to, you know, do all these, you know, you know, mom things. And I think like, for me, it's like, I just want to be left alone. Yeah. Then I, and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but if you're aware, if you're aware of when your menstrual phase is going to be every month, you can be strategic in, of course, you can't get rid of your kids for a week, every month. (laughs) Like we can't do that. We can't get rid of our husband. We can't get rid of the laundry and the dishes, but there is so much that we can take off our plate. If we start to plan and look ahead and even just communicating that, like letting your family in on the fact that you really do a lot better on your own and not having that guilt behind it. Right. So previously you might have that guilt of like, Oh my gosh, like I just want to be alone, but like that's so selfish of me. And just because I'm on my period doesn't mean I get to just be alone. Well, yeah, maybe it does. Maybe, maybe you can carve out that time so you can be alone and communicate that to your family or have some one on one time with one of your kids. And really, I think it's important that our children see us slowing down every month. My kids never saw me slow down ever no matter what, it was just mom was going all the time. Mom was stressed out. Mom was yelling. She was doing all of the things. And now my kids come home from school and I might be on the couch reading a book, or I might just be out in the yard, wandering around, drinking a cup of coffee. Like they're seeing that side. And I think it's really important that our children do see us slow down when we're in you know, the phases where we should be slowing down. Yeah, you're right. And I really, really like that. And I think I, and sometimes it seems like, how do you think, let me phrase this, those women that experience severe cramping and like just feeling terrible during those few days, is it because they go, go, go so much, their body is like making them rest? 
How do you think about that? Because I know there's this quote, if you don't pick a time to rest, your body's going to pick it for you. And I really like that. And I think like that eventually happens with burnout Mm -hmm. and it will lead to that. What do you think about the cycle? Do you think that is true? I I would say that's, that's definitely true. And, you know, I know you've talked on your podcast. I'm pretty sure I heard an episode talking about cortisol and um, like adrenal fatigue. And while I'm not an expert in that by any means, but it is true. I mean, if we're just going all the time and burning out, our cortisol is going to increase. And that is going to, you know, um, exacerbate PMS symptoms. And, you know, unfortunately, just because we have PMS, it doesn't necessarily mean we slow down either, right? We just, we keep, we keep going. And, I know even when I would feel that low energy, like I am so tired and I don't, I don't feel like working out, but my workout calendar tells me I need to do cardio today. So I'm going to do it anyways. And, you know, I I didn't want to use my period as an excuse. And I was like, no, I'm a doer. I do all the things I need to just do it anyways. Well, that would leave me even more exhausted and frustrated. And I would go down this like path of self-sabotage because, you know, I could do this couple weeks ago. What's wrong with me now? Why can't I keep up the way that I was doing things last week? I'm a failure. I suck. I can never stick to anything I say I'm going to do. And it was that mental chatter that was so damaging. Um, so damaging. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally understand that. I remember even doing that myself where, when I was like in a very strict, you know, workout schedule. And I remember Mm -hmm. like the days in my period, I would just push through and then I would feel like my body did not feel good after the workout because I kept pushing it past its limits. And so just being more like in tune and aware. And I like just even like, okay, close your eyes what does my body feel like that? Like what, what does my body feel and what do I need? Like right mm-hmm. now, what do I need? Do I need to literally just take a nap? Because I know that for me, some of those days leading to, to my period, sometimes I like literally take a nap for a yeah. little bit and oh, just yeah. lie down. And like yeah. the first day of my cycle, it's like, I just, I just need to rest. I feel so out of it. I cannot concentrate. I can't think clearly. Everything feels like if I'm trying to work on things work related and they're not working out right away, it's a lot more frustrating. I just feel like I need to disconnect and just take a nap. And now like it totally makes sense the way you like explain it. I'm like, oh my gosh, like totally makes sense. Yeah. And And that's like, that's what cycle syncing, that's what cycle syncing does for women is it it um, it forces you to become in tune. And that's what I was lacking. I, I did not know what that meant or how to do that. But just like what you said, close your eyes and ask yourself, like, what does my body need right now? What do I want? And if you actually listen to her, she's going to give you a true answer. And it it's in alignment with where you're at in your cycle. So, you know, what do I, what do I need to eat right now? It's if you're in your spring and summer phase, it's probably lighter foods, lots of fresh salads and stir fries and smoothies. And if you're in your luteal and menstrual phase, 
it's probably going to be like warm, comforting foods and soups and casseroles and, you know, yummy foods like that. And oh my gosh, that totally makes sense. When I am in my um, luteal phase, I do not want smoothies or salads. Nothing cold. I don't even want to look at them. No. I'm like, I just, yes, I want some soups. I remember I even told my husband whenever I lost him, I'm like, I just want some soup. I just yeah. want something warm and just comforting and maybe even a little bit extra carbs. Yes. Well, and that's because our body actually, when we're in the luteal phase, our body needs about 300 more calories every single day. So if you're trying to eat the same way all month long, which is what I was trying to do, it feels really easy to do that in the follicular and ovulatory phase. And that's when we feel like, oh, I got this. Like I, I'm eating healthy. Like I'm a total rock star. I'm a babe. I can do anything. I'm amazing. Like look at me, ate clean all day and I feel great. And then we get into the luteal phase and we're trying to do that still. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm hungry. I'm unsatisfied. Like I'm going to binge. I'm going to blow it. And then oh, I'm a failure. I suck. But really, it's just our body is trying to communicate with you. You cannot eat the same way every single week. You need more calories. You need more carbohydrates. You, your cravings will be way better managed in that phase if you actually give it those warming, more heartier foods like sweet potatoes and roasted root veggies that have that sweetness to them to curb the cravings and have the extra calories that your body needs. And, and it just goes back to just listen, but you can't listen to your body when you're on a hamster wheel of going nonstop. It's impossible. You are, you're too disconnected. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I remember I was telling my husband, it was like a while back, but I'm like, I feel like every month there's a stage where I feel like I have everything together. Yes. And it's like, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm really good with the laundry and the cooking. I feel like I'm just, I got everything figured out. And then there's my cycle, like the week leading to my period. And it's like, I feel like everything is falling through the cracks. I feel behind on everything. And I'm, like you said, I was just trying oftentimes just trying to do things the same way as I did the other times in the month. And it's not meant for that. I need to slow down even more. I feel like in general, my life isn't super busy. I don't overschedule things because I get overwhelmed naturally easily because I'm highly sensitive. But it's just such a good reminder to slow down even more. And it's like, it makes so much sense now. It makes so much sense. And that's the thing when you, knowing this information, once you know it, you can't unknow it. Because it does, it's just, it's not rocket science. It's been in us all along. We just have been unwilling to see it, I think. And it does make so much sense. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for like sharing all this. And I think so many women will benefit from it. I have a couple more questions. What if you have irregular cycle? Mm Because I know that's not normal. Yeah. It, you know, some, I think it's important for the women to figure out what the root of that is. I know sometimes it's stress related. It's not normal, but what if you do have an irregular cycle? What happens then? Yeah. So like you just said, um, it's, it's not normal. I mean, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you by any means. Um, good for you for tracking it. Cause most people don't even realize that, you know, their cycle is irregular because I was not tracking mine. Um, 
But if you do have an irregular cycle, pay attention to that because again, it's just your body saying like something's not in alignment. I'm maybe not ovulating regularly, which is going to throw everything off kilter. What you can start doing is living this cyclical lifestyle. And my guess is you will probably see within a few cycles that you do become regular because you're just, you're giving your body what it needs when it needs it. So it's going to operate the way that it should, unless of course there is something you know, underlying like a, a diagnosis of some sort. So aside from those things, what you should do is just start to live in alignment with your cycle and, and try that out for a couple months, even things like seed cycling. So seed cycling is where you rotate specific seeds based on where you're at in your phase or sorry, in your cycle. And it is one of the easiest ways to naturally balance your hormones. So I practice seed cycling every single day. It's super simple to do. It's just um, basically when you're in the menstrual phase and follicular phase, so the winter and spring phase, you want to consume flax and pumpkin seeds. And then when you are in the ovulatory and the luteal phase, you consume sesame and sunflower seeds. So you can add them into a smoothie and to oatmeal, like however you want to consume them. But that is a very, very powerful way of aligning your hormones very, very naturally. So try that because that like probably will start to get you feeling more regular. Um, of course, aligning your nutrition and movement will help a lot as well. If you're somebody who is, you can't even really figure out where your phases are because you're so irregular. Like maybe you're just getting a bleed every few months. What you can do is you can start to align yourself to the phases of the moon. So not only are we very connected to mother nature as women, but we are very connected to the moon and the moon goes through four different phases on about a 28 day cycle as well. So if you wanted to do that, I don't actually have the moon cycle. Like I'm not sure where we're at. I think the full moon might be coming up very soon, but just do a quick Google search and figure out when the next full moon is and when the next new moon is. And whenever it is a full moon, that would be considered your ovulatory phase. So that's the high energy phase. And then when it's the new moon, that would be your menstrual phase. So you can start to align yourself that way and start to live that cyclical lifestyle. And that will also help you to become more regular. Thank you for mentioning that. I have heard about the seed cycling before. I I just eat a lot of seeds to begin with, so I don't actually like cycle them, but I think that would be a good thing to incorporate and to be aware of that. So do you recommend like a calendar for moms and for women to follow? Um, do we just put this on a regular calendar or like in our schedule calendar, something that just kind of keeps us, reminds us like, oh, that's right. This week I need yeah. to slow down. Yeah. So a couple of things you can do an app that I recommend is called my flow. So M Y F L O and it's a paid app. I think it's like two or $3. It's an amazing app and it will actually, as long as you know, when your last bleed was, it will, um, it will 
give you like a calendar and show you when your follicular phase is your ovulatory phase, your luteal phase. So you'll be able to see that all mapped out. And it actually gives you some great information too, as to what you should do in each of the phases. But what I do is I use that app because I love to just be able to see, you know, when my, when my next menstrual phase will be. And I use my my planner. I'm a paper and pen girl and highlighters and colors and everything. So what I do when I'm planning out my month is I block out my menstrual phase in like red and I color code all of the four phases so that I can look ahead to August or September and I can see, okay, that's the week of my menstrual phase. That's when I'm going to be in my high energy phase. So when someone wants to do something or we're planning something or I'm getting my calendar links sent out to people, I can make sure I'm not going to put stuff in, in my menstrual phase. So just having that visual in front of you, that is so powerful. Like right, right there, you are, you know, creating a really great habit just of awareness. And it's like, I like that. I like that. Uh, So I'm a paper planner too. I've never really gotten into the digital. It's just like I still, I'll have some of the stuff in digital, but I'll still transfer everything in paper. And I really like the color coding. I think that really like gets your brain to be like, oh, okay, this week I need to slow down and just. And and then you can just be kinder to yourself. So, you know, I'm coming, I'm into my follicular phase right now. And, you know, I, the, my last period, just, you know, last week, you know, I just, I didn't have a lot of energy to do anything. I wasn't creating content for my business and I didn't even feel like being on social media. And so instead of telling myself like, come on, Megan, like, you've got to do this stuff. What's wrong with you? And, and, you know, and and then me thinking like, do I even want to do this anymore? Like, do I like my business? Instead, I can just be like, girl, you are fine. Read a book go for a walk, slow down, sleep in instead of getting up and feeling like you need to be productive at 5am. Like next week you can do that. And sure enough, I head into my follicular phase and it's like, oh yeah, like now I feel good. Now I'm ready to execute. So it's just like giving yourself permission to be where you are and to feel really good regardless of what phase you're in. And not like punishing yourself Yes, and you know, guilting yourself for not doing more or not being able to keep up with things on those luteal and menstrual um, phases. So this was really, really helpful. Thank you so much. I think this is going to be really eye-opening for so many moms. Um, What is one thing that you want our listeners to walk away with? What is like the one thing you really want them to remember? I think I've, I've mentioned it, but this is really like just my overall message on a daily basis is that you are deserving of feeling really good all month long, not just a couple weeks a month, all month long, you are deserving of feeling really good and, and you should, and you can be. Yeah. Thank you. And like, also mama, when you're listening to this, this is self-care, like figuring this stuff out, knowing how your Bible, uh, how your body works and like working with it. This is part of like taking care of yourself. 
This is some of those, it's the more deeper self-care. This is not the bubble bath. This is not that, you know, the facial or whatever. Like those are all great and stuff. And you can use those in those stages Mm -hmm. where you need to slow down. But what I'm saying is like, this stuff is important because this is how we take care of ourselves. And when we take care of ourselves and we slow down and we feel better, we can take better care of our family. And like we said, we're not running like a chicken with our head cut off, pushing ourselves past our limits, yelling and screaming at our kids because we're just but too much on our schedule when we need to actually slow down. So this was really, really good. Um, Megan, where can our listeners connect with you and find you? So I'm mostly on Instagram. So you can follow me at, um, at Megan Rumpel four, and I'm sharing all the time in my stories and on my feed. I'm always very honest and vulnerable about where I'm at in my cycle. So I'm giving just very tangible tips each day. And if you click the link in my bio, I actually have a freebie in there where you can get started with cycle syncing right away. So Cycle syncing is not something that you have to add to your plate. It's not this like other thing now that you need to learn and do. It's actually a way for you to remove things from your plate. Um, and it will, it will radically change the way that you operate. So um, definitely check out that uh, link in my bio and I'm an open book. So reach out, ask me any questions. Oh, thank you so much, Megan. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Mm -hmm. Hi, Mama. Here are the takeaways. Your menstrual cycle can be used to support you and not make your motherhood miserable. Number two, the spring phase is our follicular phase. It lasts seven to 10 days. This is right after your cycle ends and you feel energized, ready to take on new projects. Then we have the summer phase, which is the ovulatory phase. This is when we when we feel really good for a few days. We're super energetic. Things come effortlessly. We are productive. This is our peak energy. We feel lighter and we feel more attractive. Number four, then comes the fall phase. This is the luteal phase. It's 10 to 14 days. It lasts right until your period. This is the uncomfortable phase. You get more overwhelmed and maybe easily triggered and agitated. You have less energy. Your body needs to slow down. You need to go inward and evaluate. This is when you need more quiet time. Okay. Number five, then we have the winter phase, which is the menstrual phase. It lasts three to seven days. This is when you need to take as much things off your plate as possible. This is when you need to really slow down and rest. This is the best time to reflect what things are feeling good in your life. What are some things that need to shift? Number six, take note of what triggers you in the luteal phase, the um, fall phase, and come up with a plan what you can do to support yourself. If you need extra alone time, that's fine. Communicate that with your family and schedule that in. Number seven, PMS is common, but it is not normal. Crazy mood swings and severe cramping is not normal. And if you start taking care of yourself and doing cycle syncing, those things can actually work themselves out. Number eight, you can do cycle syncing even if your period is irregular. Use the moon for cycle syncing or just do cycle syncing whenever your last period ends and just kind of go from there. 
working with your cycle is a form of self-care. This is one of the ways that we can take care of ourselves and prioritize our needs as moms. Hi friend, did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.